1: We return to Oilers Now with
0: Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers go. Radio, 630 Ched. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. The Edmonton Oilers and the St. Louis Blues tonight. Oilers, of course, playing without Oscar Clefbaum, playing 25-25 per game uh, with that hand issue for... It's a broken pinky finger for the next uh, several weeks. Chris Russell, undisclosed right now, could be a groin challenge. He's had him before, obviously, uh, Andre Secra Achilles tendon surgery. And it, uh, at some stage, is going to need some time down in uh, Bakersfield. St. Louis will not have Alex Petrangelo in the lineup. He plays 24-39 per game. He, too, uh, like Clefbaum, has a hand issue. Uh, Colton Parayko playing 22 42 per game. Joel Edmondson playing 20 minutes per game on the back end for the Oilers. Uh, Nurse now up to 22 41. Larson at 22 28. And those guys have been uh, Larson four straight games north of 24 minutes. Nurse four straight games north of 27 minutes. We mentioned Bakersfield, and that's where we're going to go next. Uh, Andre Sekra, will he see some time there? I'm not sure. Uh, that's uh, Jay Woodcroft's. Uh, Uh, decision, Uh, but uh, we'll bring Jay aboard, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Jay, how are
1: you? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you doing today?
0: Uh, Not bad. Not bad. It's a game day. It's the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Oilers looking to rebound after a loss. Uh, Your team put together a couple wins on the weekend, so let's talk a bit about that. What went right for your group?
1: Uh, Well, I thought we got uh, contributions up and down the lineup. Uh, It was a weekend that was... uh, filled with great goaltending um a d our d moved the puck very well we got some timely scoring and uh, we found a way um to under very difficult circumstances on the second night uh with heavy travel and going against the rest of the team uh, to find our, our way to to be able to check our way to a win and uh really proud of our group and uh that said, we have three more before Christmas, and they're they're all going to be
0: tall tasks. All right. Well, you brought something up there, so we're going to start in goal. Uh, and one guy that has been absent, and I don't know if you can educate us, has uh, been Al Montoya. Uh, he has not seen – when's the last time he played? Because uh, it's been a couple of weeks since he's been in the lineup. Is that right?
1: Yeah, Al. Uh, Al hasn't played for a little while here. Al hasn't fe- uh, felt great. He's uh, suffering a little bit of illness. But the good news for him is that he's uh, he's come back into the lineup or into practice uh, this week, and uh, he's worked uh, tremendously hard. And we're happy to have him. And that's a real source of strength for us down here.
0: Uh, you said he, he. Sorry, he had an illness or a health break, like. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, he had a, he had a little bit of illness okay. going on for him. Yeah, and uh, he's feeling better. Um, got that taken care of, and like I said, he's been he's been in practice this week. He's had taken full reps. He looks good. Uh, he's a valued and trusted member of our team. And like I said, that that position of goaltending for us is a real uh, real strength. We're deep, and uh, we've got some good contributions from both Shane and Dylan came in and played a heck of a game for us on Saturday night, so it's a, it's a good position uh, for a coaching staff um, to be in, is that you have three quality options out there.
0: Alright, so are we going with Staret or Starrett, or uh, with, with Shane? How are we pronouncing his name? <laughs> uh,
1: that's a good question. I call him Shane Starrett.
0: So, okay.
1: Uh, uh, you know, this is, either way, uh, most times his nickname around our our dressing room is Shane o and. He's uh, he's a real popular teammate he puts a lot of work in with a goaltending coach Sylvain Rodrigue and uh, you can really see his game uh, going in a, in a, taking a step this year under under slides tutelage and Proud
0: of, proud of his effort through uh, the first part of our season. Yeah, he's 6-2 and two with a 2.90 goals against the average and uh, a, 90.2, uh, save, a zero uh, nine zero two save percentage. Uh, Wells, by the way, two starts uh, or two appearances for. He's 1-1 one one this year, but he's got a 9.14 save percentage, so you're getting some stops in that regard. Uh, you're having to be a little bit more diversified in offense. I'm just going to, you know, we, we talked so much in the year about the line of Marodi with Benson and Hebig. And Marodi just went back down again. And uh, in fairness to him, over the last four games that he's played, he's got six points. In terms of Tyler Benson, it uh, doesn't have a point in his last five games. Heig just one point in his last eight. They had a good initial surge. This sometimes happens with rookies in the AHL. The league kind of catches up a bit to them, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and
1: I would say I would say that those uh, all three of those players that you've mentioned have been integral for the Condors to get to where we are today. They've they've been excellent players for us. I think over the last little while, um, once you become a known quantity in this league, uh, which both Tyler and Cameron are now, um, you get checked a little bit harder. When when other players and other coaching staff can game plan for your specific skill set, you get checked a little harder. That said, we don't just define um, their contribution solely on the offensive side of things. Um, They're 200 foot players for us down here and they're working on all aspects of their game. When the offense runs dry a little bit, there's things that you can do to um, promote it, to work at it. But at the same time, you can put areas of emphasis and focus on other parts of the game. And like I said, those guys play in all situations. So um, their game isn't, isn't so narrow in scope that it only comes down to the numbers that they produce. All right. So that what I said, are... yeah, I was going to say that said over the last little bit, they've, uh, their signs in their game that they're starting to come out of it. We've split up that line. We put Josh Curry with uh, Hebig and, and Marody since uh, Cooper's been down. They've, they've really driven some offense for us. And uh, like I said, Tyler's working on his 200 foot game. He's done a good job.
0: All right. Why don't we roll? What what are you rolling with right now in terms of your four lines, Jay?
1: Well, we uh, we we've kept that uh, Malone Gambardella and uh, Russell line together just because they give us so much flexibility of being able to play against top players at this level. Um, Like I said, we put Cooper Curry and and Hebig together. Um, We have uh, we have. Benson uh, playing with Vessel. And uh, it'll be a game-time decision between Yamamoto and, and David Gust uh, in that, that spot there. If uh, Yamamoto gets the go-ahead, which he's had a uh, solid week of practice and he looks like he's taken a step and he's, he's very, very close. And then on the on our fourth line, uh, the way we rolled out against Stockton last week was we had Esposito between Callahan and McFarland. We've had uh, a lot of good options. It's getting competitive to get into our lineup. Uh, I thought it was a real um, positive that we inserted some fresh legs into the lineup on the second night of a back-to-back, and we got the win. Um, We're in a good spot. Uh,
0: Jay, we got a text earlier in the show. Uh, Bob, can you ask about Evan Poli uh, and his uh, role uh, with uh – Bakersfield, and whether or not there's been some uh, growth on his end, because obviously it provides you a little bit of uh, muscle in the lineup.
1: Yeah, uh, I I'm quite pleased with where Evan's uh, game is at. I think he's unique in his skill set. Uh, number one, he's a big, big man that plays well and has good hands. He is tough and provides that ingredient or element to our team. Uh, but he's more than that. I think he's a, he's a solid hockey player. He found himself working his way up the lineup. Uh, his month of November um, was very good. He found a way to you know, average almost three shots a game in the month of November. Um, he got dinged up on our Friday night game. He didn't play in the, the Saturday night game, but he should be uh, getting healthy here pretty soon. I'm quite pleased with where he's at. Like I said, I think he uh, he brings a unique element to our
0: group. Jay Woodcroft's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stoffer with you in order. Jay, Ken Hitchcock is currently playing Kevin Gravel with Caleb Jones, and those guys got a lot of minutes against Vancouver. And I know, I know you have time for advanced analytics. So the Orders had 20 shots directed to the net when Gravel and Jones were on the ice. They had one shot five-on-five on five directed at their goal. When those two were on the ice uh now uh, you know and maybe some of it had to do with the favorable uh zone starts and that sort of thing you had those two guys play a bit together not a lot but a little bit together gravel and jones are you surprised at the uh you know it's just caleb's second game but i can already tell ken hitchcock's and and trent yanni built a little bit of, you know that they've got some confidence they're liking what they're seeing out of uh and jones and gravel has moved past a couple of people here in my opinion uh jay
1: yeah I, i'm not surprised uh kevin started the year with us he played pretty much the, uh the majority of the, the month of october with us uh he got called up at the end of october uh to me he was when he played for us down here he was uh, number one or professional he worked at his game every day Uh, He had a great attitude for a guy that played a number of NHL games to be in the American Hockey League and working on his own personal game. I thought it was excellent. For us, he was a long-bodied, trusted defender, an elite penalty killer, a guy that gets in the way of good players. Uh, What I mean by that, uh, he finds a way to be in shooting lanes, he finds a way to get sticks on pucks, he finds a way to physically... Get between a good player and the our net, uh, so he he did a lot of really good things. We put that pair together, um, and they played against the best players in the American League. So I'm not surprised by Kevin's ascension up the lineup and his ability to maximize his opportunity because I saw that on a daily basis down here in uh, in Bakersfield. Caleb uh, is another guy who. Right from day one, has been a top player for us. We miss him down here just because he's been such an important part of what we have going on uh, defensively. Couldn't be more happy for him and, and him seizing his own personal opportunities. Very excited for him. Um, I think those two, when they played together through the month of October, which they did, uh, they were excellent together. They were very trusted. Um, played in every situation, Caleb a little bit more on the power play, Kevin not so much, um, but, you know, they were good. When Caleb got called up, uh, he, he was playing alongside primarily uh, William Lagason down here, and William represents a lot of the same uh, qualities that I mentioned about Kevin. So, you know, the pairing of that pup mover, pup transporter, and Caleb with someone that's uh, big body, hard defensively, you know, I'm not surprised by their success uh, together in those two games together up in Edmonton.
0: Did you put uh, Day with Laguson, or did you move Ethan Bear with them?
1: We moved Ethan Bear uh, up with William Laguson. They played about 25 to 28 minutes in both games. They played against the best players on the other team. I thought it was a great game, uh, weekend for Ethan Bear personally. He moved pucks. He was a top defender. Um, He got his shots through. He set up a goal, uh, the one goal that was scored in Stockton. Uh, He had an excellent weekend.
0: Who's uh, So is it Stanton or Lowell that's playing with Day?
1: So Stanton and Day have played together primarily all year. So they stuck together, and Kulovic drew in to play with Keegan.
0: So there's a look at the parents. Uh, Jay, I know you guys are back at it tomorrow night against Stockton. Uh, You've kind of had their number. You've had some big offensive nights against Stockton this year, haven't you?
1: Yeah. um, The two games that we played against them at home, they seemed like a lot of things went our way. Um, We played them quite a bit just through rookie camp and and through exhibition season here down in the American League. Uh, We have nothing but the highest regard for them, their coaching staff, their players. They have some skill in their lineup. Um, but I've really liked the way that our guys have bought into checking for our chances and checking our way to some wins, especially when you're not getting those seven equals in the game. But the ability to find a way to win a game one nothing to be comfortable in those one-goal games, It's uh, like I said on the weekend, that was a real positive for us.
0: Jay, uh, what's the rest of the schedule look like this week?
1: So we have three games this week. As you mentioned, Stockton uh, tomorrow in Stockton. And then we travel uh, to uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, to take on Colorado's American League team called the Colorado Eagles. We close out with a Friday-Saturday set with them. And then it's a Christmas break. And then there's no rest for the weary. We get right back at it.
0: Uh, So are you going to get a chance to come to Edmonton to see your family? No, uh,
1: I'm a lucky man. My family's coming to to Bakersfield and getting to spend a couple weeks here, and I'm really looking forward to it because I miss them like
0: crazy. All right. Hey, Jake, great stuff. We appreciate your time. All right, we'll hook up over uh, after the Christmas break, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, okay? Okay, take care, Bob. You bet. That is Jay Woodcroft. 149 at Edmonton, so you heard it. He's playing Lagesson and Bear, 25 to 28 minutes a game. Uh, William Lagesson, going to have to keep an eye on him. He's a sleeper. Ethan Bear, obviously a lot of you interested in uh, his progress. He says Yamamoto, uh, game time coming up, maybe gets back in. He's been out with a bit of a lower body issue, playing a line with Tyler Benson and uh, uh, Vessel. And Gambardella and Malone and Russell on a veteran line and then Hebig and Marodi now with Josh Curry. We'll head off uh, to a quick timeout here in Oilers Now. And when we come back, we'll get to this day in Oilers history. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Welcome back, everybody. It's 152 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now Royal Pizza. Pizza pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza, the Mediterranean chicken. That's right, the Mediterranean chicken. This day in order is history for New West Travel. Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. This Christmas, give the gift of travel a New West Travel gift certificate, it's a great gift. Call New West Travel. Go online at newestravel.com for all your vacation needs. What do we got here, uh, Brendan? This is your
1: baby. It sure is. On this day in 2001, Bob, Sean Bates scores twice his eighth and ninth goal of the year. And that was for Peter Laviolette's Islanders and a 4-1 win over the Oilers. Jason Chimera gets Edmonton's lone goal against Chris Osgood.
0: You uh, you dug deep for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Now, was that, was that game in uh, Long Island? It must have been. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. All righty. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland for text line. Ron asks, hey, Bob, um, what happened to Kyler Yamamoto? Uh, suffered a lower body issue and out uh, a couple weeks. And you can text us at 630-630. Uh, Bob, how good is Cameron Hibig? Uh, I I think that uh, Hebig is, if I were to rank him, somewhere between ten to fifteen in terms of the organization's top prospects. There's something there. He had this is this is the what's interesting here. I mean, Peter Shirelli and Keith Gretzky with Boston, they built a depth of players, and not all of their picks worked out, but they uh, you know they they built a depth that certainly got worked into last year's lineup that grew and progressed and played a factor for Boston. And I think the Oilers, you know, at this time next year, are going to be in a lot better spot because they're going to have some push finally coming from the farm. And it's something that didn't occur. Edmonton missed on too many second- and third-round draft choices, certainly throughout the late uh, 2000s and into the early 2010s. Uh, but there's some players coming. I mean, Laguson on defense He's coming. He's got a chance to to be an NHL defender. Um, and then obviously, Ethan Bear. We've got Caleb Jones here right now. I think there, there's some excitement in terms of the athleticism that Caleb Jones has. So there's three young defensemen there. I, I've not seen Joel Person play. We're going to get Scott Housen on here, who's uh, the Otters development uh, guru, who sort of goes around and sees these kids play. But there's another option as a right shot guy. And, oh, Evan Bouchard's with Hockey Canada at the World Juniors, and he's probably the orders best uh, prospect moving forward. Uh, and then in terms of Yamamoto, you know, probably the Oilers' best forward prospect not currently with the team. Uh, I like Ryan McLeod, though. He's he, uh, interestingly enough, he's having a tough year plus minus, but he's on in every critical situation with Mississauga. Uh, he's raw, right? He's six foot three, he can skate. There's something in his game. Obviously, there's Benson. Marodi's got to work on his quickness, but he's smart enough to play in the NHL. I don't think there's any question about that. He big to me. We'll see. There's something there. He had a terrific start to the year, and he, he's he got a chance to find his way as well. So they built some depth with some of their forward prospects. Kirill Maximov, by the way, uh, has 20 goals in the OHL this year, and I think he's third in the league in penalty minutes. He's a Russian right-handed shot forward at six foot four. Another guy that, you know, was going to need some time. Uh, down in the minors, but there's something there with him as well. There we go, Bob. Uh, what happened to Mantha? He he suffered a uh, blood clot. And uh, Keith, uh, Keith is texting us, and that's been part of the challenge for him. Again, you can text us at six thirty, six thirty. Uh, one final text on our Heartland Ford text line. Bob what about Patrick Maroon is a cheap late season ad if the orders progress towards the playoffs and St Louis falls off he could be a cheap acquisition perfect playoff guy uh maybe once bitten i I mean you know not sure on you know if, if part of the thing is if is he a better he's got one goal this year and he's played he's on their first power play unit. Sure, why not? I mean, if you have some other guys that don't gain any traction, why not look at it? Can you have Lucic and Maroon on the team? you got to have some speed in the other left-wing spots. Well, you could have, theoretically, Reeder and uh, Kajula's left-wing options if you flipped over to the right side a guy by the name of Alex Jason. But it's tough to argue with what Jason's brought, 15 goals. All right, that wraps up the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. Tomorrow, Mark Spector will join us in the studio. And we'll talk to Scott Hausen as well. And we're going to talk about some guys that we don't talk a lot about in the show. Some of the European players in the order system and that sort of thing. Up next, a uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And then the 6.30 Chit Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Special thanks to Brendan Escott. Brendan, have a terrific time with your family over the Christmas break. We're going to miss you. Dave Campbell will be helping me out tomorrow. And I'll rejoin you at 5.30 tonight from Rogers Place with Reed Wilkins on the Face Off Show.